Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! What's up? Welcome! Oh, yes. Sing along time. Sing along time. Dub smash later, you guys. Dub smash later. It's called Baron Rogers, right? Uh, welcome. Welcome to the Afterbus TV. Fear the Walking Dead after show. Yes. Uh, episode two, which is mm-hmm. which is titled So Close Yet So Far. Uh, welcome welcome to the panel. I'm, I'm Ben Bateman, your host today, joined by three excellent co-hosts and panelists. And one more on the couch. Yes. Yay. Hey! We'll start with Steven. Hey, guys. I'm Steven. You saw me in the booth last time. I got promoted to the couch. I'm inching, <laughs> inching ever closer like we're So on, close yet so far. We're watching It Follows, basically. <laughs> yeah, he's just slowly creeping closer yeah. and closer. Let's hope I don't reach him. You can follow me on Twitter, at Steven Lemieux. And I'm in the chat, so ask any questions. And there's still time to get your iTunes comment read, so go ahead and give us a five-star review and leave a comment yeah. there. Because Steven told us he was going to be too busy to do the show, but he's, he's inched his way in, which means the yes. show must be really, really Really good. Right? I enjoy it. I yeah. enjoy it. I, I enjoy it too. more than The Walking Dead. Oh, interesting. Controversial. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go through the panelists here. We have uh, number one, Kristen Carroll. Hey, guys. Right. I'm Kristen Carroll. You can follow me on Twitter at Kristen Carroll13. It's good to be back. Good to have a full panel, you guys. I know, right? I'm very excited. Yeah. Oh, I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I like that. How do I follow that up? <laughs> hey guys, I'm Ashley Chapman. I have a regular, regular uh, handle, but tweet at me on Twitter at Ashley underscore Chapman. And as I said, guys, I am Ben Bateman. You can find me at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter or Instagram. Let's get into today's show, yes. guys. Let's bite into it, y'all. Episode two. So, so, so initial <laughs> thoughts. What do we think? What was everybody's opinion right off the bat? I, I like that it was an hour instead of an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I think that was, that was good. good. Yeah. That was definitely a good change. Uh, Pacing-wise, things are starting are still a little bit slower. Um, and that's just The Walking Dead in general is generally a pretty slow pace. But it was so fascinating to see things really start to fall apart. And uh, it's fun to watch in, in a weird <laughs> kind of messed up kind of way. But it's really cool because we missed all this. Right. So it's really nice to actually see um, the threads of society becoming undone. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, this was, it, it felt like a faster episode, but I think that was just because the first one was <laughs> an hour and a half. Um, I, I don't know. I had a little bit of an issue with this episode, only because I think a lot of the character choices just didn't quite make the most sense for me, and I just struggled with trying to understand why they were doing something or not doing something. But, I mean, otherwise, I felt like it was it was a good start. They, they're trying to add a little bit more suspense now because I think they know for the first one it was very much information, foundation. We're just setting the tone. So now this is starting to add some colors to it, which is great. 
I think what's great about it, um, and one of my biggest complaints about this episode, as you said about the characters not making sense, was Madison not telling Alicia. Yeah, about I know. Yeah. Gosh, what's but up with that? I want to actually, it came to me just a second ago, like kind of understanding it. They're creating a great contrast and juxtaposition between society and the family. This, is, our, the, this family has such a diverse nature and personality that you can really compare it to the society. And if you think about it, she's a guidance counselor, which, of course, people kind of call this out for last week. Not mentioning. <laughs> she's a guidance counselor. She's going to do what's going to keep people calm. She's going to try to do her best with that. So from her place, she's not telling Alicia because she thinks that's going to put Alicia in a more calm state so she can deal with things. Just like society, if you look at the government, they're not telling people what's going on because they feel like if they tell them what's going on, it'll cause mass hysteria. But it's completely backfiring. We see mm-hmm. that with Alicia, and we see that also with society. So I think it's a really interesting dynamic they've created here well, in the universe. And it's a good juxtaposition to last for the last episode because she straight up told uh, you know other people if something was going on, the authorities would let us know. Exactly. And now she's mm-hmm. the authority figure, and she's not communicating. I guess the issue I had with it was at a certain point you kind of have to let me know what's going <laughs> on, Mom. Okay, I mean, if right I see my neighbors are getting eaten on the street, like I think that's at a point where maybe we need to have a conversation. Mom, why does know? Peter have barbecue yeah, sauce all over exactly. his face? Isn't there a lot of parents too out there? I mean, my mom was very honest about everything, but I had a lot of friends and stuff where their parents wouldn't tell them stuff. They so I don't think it's necessarily, you know, her keeping it because of one reason or another, just sometimes I feel parents are kind of, they take on that role and they go, you know what, you're the kid, and I don't think they've, she doesn't view her daughter yet as somebody who, but she feels, but she feels she's adult enough to take care of her brother who is like ODing or having, you know, uh, what is he? He's going through withdrawals right, or whatever. Right, yeah, so yeah. we're old enough to take care of that by ourselves, but I mean, not old enough. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, feel I guess like she's, just... she's gone through the withdrawal thing, so because she's like, get the bucket. So they, right, they've she gone. Knows it's what's kind up. of a you know, yeah. To going on, I don't think she. And also, I feel like certain people too. If you say it out loud. Then it's it real. real. Yeah. Yeah. So right, I think right. she's so also she not only bad. protecting her kids, but protecting herself because obviously, I mean, she went up to Artie and yeah. she's not believing. Yeah. Can you hear me, Artie? It's like, no, you saw the guy earlier who got ran down by the car. Right. I think, yeah. yeah, I think that's well, the biggest thing. She just is in disbelief and shaken at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's interesting, right? When you think about, like, we've, we're so accustomed to this genre now, right? Yeah, we're, exactly. we're six, we're five, going on six seasons of a television show that just has mastered the genre. There's so many movies out there. We're in a different place than we were as a culture than like six years ago when we started getting so much of the zombie stuff. Now it's like we're all seasoned vets, right? We know yeah. exactly what to expect. Mm-hmm. As a lot of people have written in the reviews and complaints of this, it's almost like people are complaining they're too aware of what's going on, far more so than the characters. But you got to remember, if you're in a traumatic situation, you might be the most rational, level-headed person in the world. But it doesn't mean you're going to make good decisions. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting, like, uh, I, it's a funny, funny metaphor, I guess, but I was on my way here last week to do the show, and I, I got rear-ended on the freeway, which was I wasn't here last week. Mm-hmm. I was in a situation where I was sitting there kind of, like, in shock. You know, I got to make a phone call to figure out what to do, and I was like, geez, like, what if my phone wasn't here? Yeah. Like, and this is just getting rear-ended on the freeway, like <laughs> yeah. a fender bender, basically. I was like, if power goes out, there's zombies walking around. I have no idea what I would do. If the world's ending, I can't even imagine. Well, and something we also forget, again, because we're so accustomed to mm-hmm. the genre at this point, and we have so much of it, especially in the last few years where it's been really popular, is that this is a world that doesn't have a word for zombie. Where yeah. Presumably, zombie movies don't exist, because otherwise they would just call them zombies. Yeah. 
So this is a world where Romero presumably doesn't exist because when people start coming back from the dead, no one knows what to call them. Everybody has a different name for it: Walker, right. Romer, or Biter. no one. Yeah, no one knows that these are zombies. Like they have, they're like, wait, why are they getting yeah, up? It's you know, just what is the this? Dead. Yeah, it's yeah. a universe who has a very lack of originality with their horror creatures. <laughs> yeah. They never came up with the dead coming back. Exactly. Like, I do want to shout out uh, Leah Saxon in the chat. She said if she told her daughter about what was going on, she would have known her boyfriend was going to die. Right. And that's fair what, enough. That, so that's why she was keeping her calm like that. You know, so one other thing okay. I noticed that I that I had a thought of, and I do want to get into just sort of breaking the episode down piece by piece. But the, the thought I had was like, you know, we all grow up, and your parents and your teachers—they're these authoritarian figures, and they're they're always older, obviously your parents, and usually your teachers, unless you're like going back to school or something like that. But you expect that people that are in this authoritarian position, they're going to know the answer. Like mm-hmm. they will be able to instruct you yeah. on what to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really interesting, like seeing uh, seeing Kim Dickens, uh, Madison, Madison yeah. with yeah. Tobias, and they're running around in the school. And thinking to myself, like, there's going to come a day in 15 years when I'm going to still feel like I'm 17 in my mind, but I'm going to be the age of that woman. And, like, you know, she's just a scared person. And Mm -hmm. he's a kid, but they're in the exact same position. She can't tell him anything. Her daughter's much younger, but she can't tell her daughter. She doesn't know anything. She's just as scared as she is. And I, I do find that sort of interesting in these stories, like... And then the, th- the zombie thing, obviously, if they were self-aware, then it would just be like zombie land, basically. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. somebody in the chat's like, is it a copyright issue why they can't call them zombies? Uh, honestly, look at the word zombie. How the hell are you going to get that from dead things walking around? Though? Yeah. Like, if you never heard that word before, like, how are you going to come up with that? Like, it makes much more sense to be logical. Like, roamers, walkers, biters. Like, that makes so exactly. much more sense. Yeah. Especially when they are erasing everything that we know about that nobody's ever said it. So, I, like they said, I think they just erase it from the... You know, the yeah. complete walking right. dead everything. Except for, uh, what's his face? The, uh, Tobias? Because he, know, he knows, what's knows kind of what's yeah. going on. Yeah, but he hasn't said zombie yet. Yeah, yeah no. No so. one in the Walking Dead universe will ever Ever's say it. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, they, they go by Romero rules, though. Uh, we, we know that for a fact, just given what we know about the Walking Dead, right. in terms of you don't have to be bit by a zombie to become a zombie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. Like if you if you're too derivative of the genre, you become like if you want to be a smart show, you just become like Zombieland. Like you can if you're referencing the rules on the zombie handbook that you can buy at the store, it, you just can't have the show the way well, the, the way that it works. It seems like they uh, like zombie things like these days play it one of two ways. It's either the characters are completely ignorant or they're completely savvy. Yeah. Like if you've seen uh, Paranorman, uh, right. they're very like aware of the zombie rules as well, so, which is a great movie for any who hasn't watched it yet it's awesome yeah yeah it does it's like it gets towards comedy if you guess yeah. so so let's let's jump into the episode and kind of talk about piece by piece and i think there's pretty clearly three storylines we were following here yeah so the first one i want to talk about is, is nick and alicia uh so she is nursing her heroin addicted going through with withdrawals brother he's gone baby he's gone yeah and it's you sort of in some ways it's like we watched him uh, conquer something last week, right? Because yeah. he he kills the, he kills the guy and he does something noble and he saves his family. And now he's home, but you realize he's just about to start going through withdrawals. Yeah. Like the worst part of his life's about to start. Well, because what's his face? Uh, Calvin gave him a hit yesterday, right? In the epi- in previous episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had, he tied him over until yeah. So yeah. What did you guys think of him turning so slowly? Because with Calvin, it seemed almost not instantaneous. But I mean, with Matt, I mean um, with Matt. Yes, with Matt. this is this is one of the things that a lot of people are confused about with yeah. the show. 
The bites don't turn you into zombies. They just kill you. Yeah, the bite causes an infection, and the fever kills you, and then you turn into a zombie, or uh, you turn into a yeah. walker. It's yeah, you. It's thank you it's for not clarifying. Necessarily, the zombie bite that turns you into a zombie. It's just you dying. Yeah. No yeah. matter what, you dying, you will come back as a zombie right. because everybody's infected with whatever it is, and that's why the the original show is called The Walking Dead because The Walking Dead aren't the zombies; it's the people. Right. Spoiler. Because everybody's dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I assume. Everyone's watched The Walking Dead. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, and it is interesting. Like that. That's a great. That's a great twist on the genre and the realization the characters have, both in the comic book series and then also in the in the show. Mm-hmm. When that does start to happen, it does change the stakes a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. it means like there's there's like the uh, when he amputates the character's leg and yeah, actual Walking Dead. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I ask you? Because I was so surprised by the reaction for last episode, where I actually was totally on Nick's side. I was like, all right, this is a drug addict, whatever, but. It's kind of interesting the situation they put him in. A lot of people were saying they don't like the character. They mm-hmm. think it's really lame character development. And I'm like completely the opposite. I think it's very interesting the way they've put him on here. And I think he definitely does have the ability to be a leader later mm-hmm. on, not necessarily now. And this is just episode two. You yeah. know? I mean, I know that it's only six episodes in the season, but we have we still have a lot of story to tell. Absolutely. And he has a lot of room to develop. I mean, he obviously can't become Superman overnight and, you know, oh, I kicked my drug addiction and now let me go and kill some walkers, you know? <laughs> like, it has to build a little bit. Do we think that his, his addiction... Like, do, so we, we all believe that he's going to be in the show. He's not going to be one of the characters that dies in episode six? What no, do we think? No, it doesn't sound like... You, what I um, it didn't sound like they were going to kill a lot of the main people right yeah. off the bat. I don't yeah. think they were going to pull a walking, you know, a walking sure. dead on us. I think they're going to try to keep these people around. And also, it's not as rampant as as it is in in, in its predecessor. Yeah. So I think we have the opportunity for them to stay around at least for the first six episodes. Sure. Well, I mean, I, there were some predictions last week that one of the big characters would die at the end to kind of prompt a bigger season two. But mm-hmm. I think we'll keep everybody. Not not to make um, too many comparisons to the original show <laughs> or to the comics or anything like that. But if you look at the um, the original show, one of the characters who everybody was really surprised at her development was Carol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Great a character, character. who uh, was, off, you know, yeah. life, you know, just repeatedly kicked her in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it was this event that allowed her to progress and grow. And it was losing everything that she held dear that this very meek but in her own way strong person was able to become the person that she is now and mm-hmm. develop into the character that she is now. So I kind of see Nick in a very similar situation where he is somebody who's like at a very very low point in his life and now this catastrophic situation is happening. I feel like this has the potential for him to like overcome a lot not just his drug addiction but yeah. you know obviously he has a lot of issues with his family. There's a lot for him to overcome and that is I feel like that could be a setup for a hero's journey for him. Maybe. He's he's definitely a character that has a strong arc, yeah. uh, potential arc in place. What do we think about the way that Alicia's handling everything? I really... Uh, besides her hair, I don't <laughs> like her. We are discussing her hair is perfect. It was so... Her hair was she could be like in the pan- she's the epitome <laughs> of Pantene Pro V commercials, Seriously, you know. What is she? I mean, she's cleaning up throw up. It's not even in there. She she actually looked better with her hair while she was cleaning right. up after. This is what happens when you watch with five people. You point out a small simple detail and it becomes and you go crazy. Yeah, yeah. and episode. you go crazy. And we're back. Like are, are those extensions? They're they're just gorgeous and immaculate. Anything, It'll be gone by the end of the season. Anything I'm negative sure. I have about Alicia's character at this point is only because she hasn't been told what's going on. Yeah. So I can't necessarily blame her for that 
that because she hasn't put in a posi- been in a position where she realizes what's going on. She doesn't have the full equation to put two and two together. So I can't hate the character right now. I really, I one thing I will say, I like the moment between her and her boyfriend. You know, mm-hmm. when he clearly knew, okay, this is probably going to be the last time they were going to see each other. It's kind of that unspoken tension, yeah. unspoken goodbye. Um, but I just sort of liked, you know, you really got a great sense of of Alicia just her capacity to really love people and to really care. And for the whole episode, that was what was on her mind. She just wanted to get back to Matt. I mean, not Matt. Um, she wanted to get back to... Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She wanted to get back to Matt. Um, and so that was that was her focus, even a little bit more so than taking care of her brother, who was clearly going through a really serious yeah. situation. And, and he knew that she would not have left him had he not said, It'll, yeah. I'll be okay. Exactly. Like, be and fine. pretty much had to force her out the door. So mm-hmm. I thought that that was a really interesting moment. One of the reasons why I like this show particularly they're I feel like they're they're diving a lot deeper and just to the more human aspect like how is this affecting people on a very human psychological emotional level you know versus just uh, beside of the walkers like we know the, what, what the walkers can do we know how to kill them that's the suspense and that's great in the walking dead but I think for this show it's definitely going to be about you know how is this affecting our human nature what makes us human what's that line of good versus bad and how do we make those decisions and just how do we walk that line you know, you're going to hate me for this but have we noticed that it took one and a half episodes to kill all three African American actors on yeah. this show something this that came up problem. last week this <laughs> is a problem that Walking Dead has yeah. <laughs> just in general uh, and it's, if there's it's more than really two black people on the show then like, I have oh, some we gotta, faith we gotta take care of that <laughs> But if there's only one left, then you know that they're out. Yeah. Safety right. in numbers for... No, especially <laughs> the males. I mean, the girls yeah. have kind of survived. you got Sonequa, and you've got Michonne, and, you know, on, on that. But oh, yeah. No, they like won't the be dudes. killing Michonne anytime soon. Yeah. No. And and she's they, a good character. They darn well better not. Yeah. <laughs> no, say it, that. It is, that, it, that is funny you'd say that. That's actually... So Alicia Dunham Carey, who plays Alicia in the show, uh, she's in another show called The 100 that I also did a show for, and the same deal, they killed the only main black character in the fourth episode of the show. Stop it, TV. Yeah. Stop <laughs> Stop it! Cut it out! It's just one of those like things that you just have to point out because yeah. everyone's. It's yeah. almost like they write it in the contract. So yeah, you know, just go ahead and sign here, yeah, and think, uh, you're going to get you know slacked with the. I think there's machete. this weird misperception just on like in terms of just television that if you have too many characters of color that like uh, that's going to put people off. No TV, stop it! Yeah. We want to see more diversity, that which would be will be great. interesting because this is set in East LA. Right. East yeah. LA yeah. is a predominantly you know multicultural community, mm-hmm. so I w- it would be interesting to yeah. see like what and characters come in and how they try to work with that killing them off aspect. I was going to say, I I do think it's... uh it's interesting that they set this second, like the spinoff in LA, right? So, the, the, the True Detective season two did something similar, right? They took a show that a lot of people loved. They set the second season in a city that now we're all comfortable and familiar with, right? As opposed to you know Louisiana or Atlanta. All the critics, or the vast majority of the critics that write reviews of these shows, live in the city that this takes place. Mm-hmm. So the lens through which you're looking at everything is totally different. <laughs> the locations, the type of people, like everything, the stereotypes. Like this is not the kind of thing where you're like it's in another place that I haven't spent a lot of time. So if you show me stereotypes, I won't really be able to react in the same way. And I think it's so interesting that in both cases, television's basically two most popular shows not named Game of Thrones. Both have the follow-up seasons, or spin-offs, whatever you want to call, in Los Angeles. If I did not live in Los Angeles, 
I, I would probably pay a lot more attention to what's going like what they're writing in. Yeah. But I'm just like I'm ten minutes away. It's like so what, you're a block away? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, we're, we're scrutinizing everything. Yeah. All the traffic mm-hmm. is just laughable because it's just normal this traffic. This is yeah, everyday traffic. It's so funny. Yeah, I just it's just crazy how that worked in mm-hmm. both cases, you know? Yeah, they're acting like they're like this crisis is causing all these cars to be backed up. It's like, no, that's that's just, you know, trying to get onto the 101. Right. Yeah. So exactly. What do we think the relationship between Nick and Alicia is going to kind of develop into? Uh and I don't mean that in the Game of Thrones yeah, way, because yeah, yeah, I knew yeah. Brett. Um, <laughs> but I mean, she she obviously cares about him, and he mm-hmm. obviously cares about her because he doesn't want to put her in danger, but at the same time, she knows that he's at risk of going into a seizure and thing like that, but she's still going to go back to Matt yeah. and leave him there. Well, she's a kid. She promised her mom. So let's not forget that, like, you know, her decision to do that and what is... And actually, really quickly on Matt, I just want to add this. I didn't believe, like... He's a kid also. That was an incredibly noble thing to do. You yeah. don't think he'd be terrified? Mm-hmm. I have this fever. I've been bitten by someone. I'm dying. Your father's yeah, clearly terrified. Your mom's telling you to get away from me. I don't think me. he knows he's dying, and I don't think she thinks he's dying. I think, it would probably I think he, he has he, a he much did. better yeah, idea. I think he did. Well, I think it clicked for him at one point. And, and we're saying they're kids, but she just got accepted to college. That means she's at least 17, right? That's about mm-hmm. the time we start doing it. I mean, when I was 17, I thought I knew everything, too. You know, And that's what they're all thinking as well, is they're on this yeah. different yeah, level. They think they're adults, and you don't know that you're not actually an adult till you're 20 years older. Exactly. You know, at that and, point. But at the same time, a lack of an experience doesn't mean they're stupid. No, you no, know, no. they're, you know, they're, yes, they are kids, but I mean, they, they are growing up in LA, which is a very different, you know, environment mm-hmm. than I grew up in. I didn't grow up in the city. I grew up in a small town. These kids grew up in the city. They probably knew, know a lot more than I did when yeah. I was 17. I think they're, they're, they're really gearing these characters up to be on their own away from the parents. Um, they've really developed their relationship to the point that they look out for each other, and I could see them surviving if their parents do not. And I think that would be a really interesting dynamic to bring into the show. Yeah, it's kind of similar to Carl, you know, in The Walking Dead. He was a child much younger than these characters are on this show, and he had to step up and become a man. In a, a good lot character. Of, you know, and, yeah. and they, you know, because they're, well, yeah. A good character. A good character. <laughs> a good character. You know, and, and Rick explicitly says, you know, you, you don't get to have the childhood that I get to have. That's, that's over. You have to become a grown-up and deal with it. Otherwise, you're not going to survive. So, I mean, we haven't gotten to that point yet because the parents obviously don't know what's happening and they haven't had to have that conversation yet. But I think, you know, like Steve mentioned, it it definitely is going to be a situation where they are going to have to be on their own. Maybe they'll get separated. Maybe somebody will, will get turned. We don't know. But, I mean, eventually they are going to have to step into their own and they're going to have to start, you know, just being more adult and making those decisions, those hard decisions. And and even as, like, brother and sister, right now they're in a place where she very much resents him for the choices that he's made, Mm -hmm. and he probably feels a tremendous amount of guilt, and, like, you know, he's the problem child in comparison to her. She got into Berkeley, and, you know, he can't, he's the screw-up. He can't do anything right. So in terms of their relationship, he's probably going to be, like, spend a good portion of this show just trying to make it up to her and trying to be a good big brother. Yeah. Well, I definitely think, you know, if I had to guess, they're going to take six episodes to get us to the point that 
in the other show, Rick wakes up or close to it. I think we're not going to. He's gonna in a really, coma right now. Yeah, I don't think everything's going to really la la go crazy, crazy <laughs> until the end of this first season. Mm-hmm. I think we'll open next season at a point where these characters have actually experienced a little bit. And they mm-hmm. kind of know what's going on. This is the first day, literally the first, <laughs> first day, day. That, <laughs> yeah. that stuff's really going to hell right now. And so, so much has happened already. In this yeah, because this day. is the same morning where yeah. the video went viral, yeah. right? Nick yeah. killed someone. Madison killed yeah. someone. It's, it's, it's just a lot. Busy day. <laughs> You watch kids and, and, yeah, and right. pregnant women get eaten by zombies. Right. It's going to happen. Everybody has to learn. So you got to you got to see though. Like in that, that's one person who turned on that video. Mm-hmm. So many people die every minute in the United States. Yeah. So if I snap my fingers, another at least 150 people in the United States just passed away. So if you really think about it, within three hours, you could have thousands of people yeah. already turning yeah. into walkers all over the place. And there's no way because nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know Ben's itching to go to the next topic, so... <laughs> no, no, I wanted you to hit up iTunes really That's before what I was going to... I was segueing into there, Ben, oh, look but at you just. disagreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, one way you can help us out is by going to iTunes, leaving us a review, and leaving us a comment and five stars telling us what you think. And if you do that, you get a shout-out on the show. So I'm going to give a quick little shout-out. Uh, Cholo Biafra Cholo. says, Fear the Walking Dead says four or five stars. Good podcast. I can't figure out how the walkers got out of the church. It's not easy to get in. They can't think of that poor mortar skills. So the Nick Junkie guy looks like a young Johnny Depp at times. <laughs> Love the part where the chick says, if there's a problem, the authorities would tell us. Ha! Exactly. <laughs> uh, show gets five stars by Star-Lord. This after show gets four stars, but I tapped five for potential. As a true Walking Dead fan, seemingly unlike some of our... No. This new show is a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Hear me out. I don't want to sound Sensor. hateful... Uh, I just want our host to have the same love as me. I think they want to, and I'm really looking forward to much of what they have. With our Sorry, show. same love for Walking Dead or just Fear same of the Walking love Dead? Same for the, oh. the Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, Fear of the okay. Walking Dead. I'm like, I was on the panel for Walking Dead, and so was <laughs> Megan, so we love that show, for sure. Much of the problems we have is that the show is slow, but with the pilot, I mean, that pilot, it was a very it's slow-paced all, pilot. I think any of us said that we hated it. No, yeah. no, no either. And I th- it was slow compared to the Walking Dead pilot, too. Exactly. So, because he, that was, I mean, that was very well paced. Yeah, very, very well. Well, Walking Dead has really slow episodes as well. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it just, it depends on, depends it depends on, on there, yeah. There's an, like, there are entire half seasons of The Walking Dead where I feel like nothing happens. But, there you go. But I love watching it. <laughs> well, and you love the characters, too, because exactly. you know yeah. them after, you that's know. That's why we watch Game seasons. of Thrones, too. It's character development. Fear the Walking Dead prediction by Paladin. Just heard the podcast. I'm going to tune in each week to predict the old man in the hospital room with Nick. will have something to do with the fall of the hospital. Also, I think Tobias will play a big part throughout the season. My view on your podcast by Brandon64. Fascinating analysis and coverage the first episode. Awesome group. I can't wait to watch the next episode on TV and Aww. listen to your podcast. Good luck. Brennan, a great <sighs> starting podcast for a great show by Chupacabra's X. I just finished the first podcast and loved it. Excellent takes on what is going on on both shows, but you have to focus on this one. Well, of course you do, because this show is great. And just bullet point shout-outs. Hannah, Mr. D-Style, Leah Sexton, uh, De- Daquan Jenkins, always tuning in, Evan Quintero, Sel Wong. Thank you guys so much for being in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah, really. Tweet out the link. And tag one of us in it. Uh, hashtag fear the fear. Um, AB, ABTV fear, fear, but also mm-hmm. hashtag fear TWD to get other fans interested. I want to get a hundred people in this live chat. It's gonna be great, guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Woo-hoo. Good shout out, Yay. Stephen. That was no, great. Well Way to handle that, man. And I love reading all the comments. I, I read as many as I could on YouTube the other day and tried yeah. to like a lot of people's or comment as well to some of the stuff that they that they brought up. Yeah, you guys great. have some great insight too. A lot of great insight, great comments. I may steal. 
still a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, contrary to some, contrary to some uh, like beliefs, uh, as as professional TV watchers, we actually adore every single tweet, comment, yes, like everything. Like it really is the. It helps. It's all of it. Like the interaction is like basically the whole the whole fun of it. Yeah. So uh, let's let's move into the second little uh, whatever you want to call line, it yeah. character Sorry. character arc, uh, and this one we'll, we'll deal with Liza, Chris, and Travis, mm-hmm. who eventually end up in a, a safe barbershop owned by, uh, who do we have? <laughs> Ophelia, Daniel, and Griselia, uh, whose names I don't, I guess we, maybe we find out that they yeah. were named Daniel, but that maybe that's the only name we got. I think Ophelia so. was, for, was sure. for sure. She I saw that herself. one. Yeah, okay. I think we got the other. The other one, one was just thank my wife. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, man, please let us in. But mm-hmm. um, I, it was this particular storyline was very interesting um, because obviously there's a lot of tension between Travis and his ex-wife. Right. Um, fun, yeah. And so the fact that they have to come together to find their son, and just kind of seeing their son at a protest, mm-hmm. like just kind of given everything that's been. Going uh, on, yeah. in, you know, rec- in recent history, this felt very real, and yeah. it, it, like, like to the point where it was really hitting. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of points really hard. And he's how old is he? He's a kid. Or is he 17, 16? It's something? Yeah, high school, school age. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He looks. I think he's probably maybe a year younger than Alicia. Yeah, or yeah. something like that. Earlier high school than later. So yeah, he's still living at home mm-hmm. and going to school. So it's a solid age to feel like you're if you're at a protest and it's for like human rights. Yeah, that you you should be like, hey, mom and dad, I'm doing something important and you don't know because you're not young and I'm doing this and like that's almost more important than realizing that there's you know people walking around around you that are dead. But I thought that that was interesting. I thought adding that element to it because it is so current, you know, that is going to be something that will make people not focus on the fact that there are zombies walking yeah. around. <laughs> and, it, and the fa- and the people keep getting shot, too. So now you have this riot that ensues because people are like, you keep shooting and killing people. Yeah, What's wrong with to, you? To everybody else, it just looks like they're shooting civilians. That they're just shooting civilians. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anthony Bay in the chat says, feel sorry for Matt's parents. They're in for a surprise when they get home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> too, soon. too soon. Too soon. Blow, blow. I, I did like we, we learned a little little bit more about uh, Liza and Travis's relationship because we talked about that last week where it seems like they're very amicable and then Chris is just pissed off at Travis yeah just you know and I'm still kind of wondering what happened why they broke up because Liza made such a big point this episode to explain you only do it two weekends a month that was our agreement you can't come over so what exactly did he do there, and why do they... I, I don't know. I'm, it keeps making me curious as to why they have such a terrible relationship. I mean, if my parents called me on the phone, I, I don't think I've ever pressed, you know... Ignore. Right. Ignore. Yeah, I ignore. Yeah. I have. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're because you're on camera, aren't you? No, I actually don't. You can ask my mom. I talk to her way too much. Um, <laughs> for that kind of... Especially when all this weird stuff is going on. I just feel like... You know, in order to do that, and I think a lot of kids probably do, but I'm really interested to see there's anger there based off of that divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to know why. Well, they're going to show yeah. it to us before she dies, and that'll be like episode four. <laughs> no, she's I think definitely. It'll be die. a very touching She really think Liza's going to die? 100%. Like, oh, she's, that, she, she's in my top three damn, that I, uh, my predictions. Well, okay, so like I read an article on Grantland.com last week about like what what's what are the odds? Let's take odds on all of the main characters we <laughs> saw in this episode. Bets. Yeah, and like obviously some of them, it's unlikely that they would die in the first season anyway, but mm-hmm. the first season deaths. I mean, she's like almost for sure. You got to assume Tobias is dead if we see him again. I mean, that makes sense because that would push um, the son 
together yeah, with, the, with Travis. Yeah. That was, Chris that and was Travis actually together, going closer. to be my point was if you look at, like, if you want to take a step back and look at, like, putting these groups of characters together from a storytelling perspective, why put this guy in the same group as his ex-wife and son? It's not like he spends, like, a good portion of the series trying to get back to them so that he can keep them safe. They are now stuck together. Yeah. It's this group of people who have very tenuous, tense relationships with each other. Why put them in the same group together? Well, I think to either come together or be driven apart. I think next episode we find out why they're mad at each other. It just yeah. makes sense if you put them all together and put yeah, them in a situation course. where they can't leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I don't think she's going to die that quickly, though. Maybe episode five? It's maybe, just... but killing, <laughs> killing his mom... Killing Chris's mom yeah. before him and his dad connect with anything, yeah, that's gonna it would only drive them further apart. Part, yeah. yeah, but Chris... Well, okay, I don't think Chris is going to die that fast, but the reason the mom's going to die... <laughs> <laughs> He's just knocking everybody <laughs> out. Chris, Liza. Guys, like, come on. That's almost true. everybody dies. Don't get attached to yeah. anybody. But I mean, the reason that I... The other reason that I think that the wife, that Liza dying makes a lot of sense is because the dynamic chemistry between, uh, between Madison and Travis... Him having to watch his ex-wife die and care about his ex-wife dying, and that like the dynamic that that's going to create emotionally is super important, and that will make for like a very very tense. Uh, it, I just I don't or do you think if Chris dies, does that drive the two divorcees together, together that way? <laughs> Chris will kiss, die eventually, kiss. but like not in this season. <laughs> He's just knocking them off. I, yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think either of them are going to die. I'm going to put that out there at least for this I season. I agree. I think I think the kids are not fair game. Okay. I think not yet. If, if anyone, it, it'll make a more interesting show if we keep a younger generation around throughout so the zombie apocalypse. Folks. And I think Travis is kind of that martyr. He yeah. seems like that martyr. He might be. I thought about that. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think this season. I think he. I think this season. Oh, yeah. I think this season. Interesting. Well, Either him or Madison. Maybe Tobias. You know, he he could possibly be well, one definitely of the, Tobias. One of the I, I would that, think that it would be knife. hilarious if like he turned out to be like a lone survivor type. Like he would show up like Morgan. You know, yeah. like two right. seasons down the line. Him and that him and that butter knife just <laughs> alone right. together. Like we made it. Um, so so I do want to get into to Madison and, and Tobias and their journey with the with the principal in a second here. But oh, uh, I, I, what I want to talk about really quickly before we move to the next subject is just. You know, creatively, they obviously assembled the best possible people to head up this show. And mm-hmm. and so this episode, last episode, and the next are all directed by the same guy. Uh, Adam Davidson, I think is his name. And he's a big TV guy. He's got like 57 different credits. Three, four episodes here and there have tons of stuff. I mean, name a show, he's probably done it. Mm-hmm. My question is, after episode three, is there going to be a tonal shift because of a director change? Probably. Oh, Possibly. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've seen that a lot with... With, keep going back to Walking Dead, of course, but we've seen that a lot with Walking Dead, and even you know, um, you know, the current Scott Gim- Gimble, he he, you know, was a part of a lot of the big episodes before he was made right. into the showrunner. So I think that will definitely. I, It'd be smart of them to kind of play around with it the first season to see, okay, which episodes does the audience respond to and which way should we go? Because even though it is a part of a bigger series to an extent, it still needs to find its own voice. That's another mm-hmm. reason why I think us sitting here going, okay, who's going to die next? <laughs> right. yeah. I think they don't. I think they're not going to do that. They yeah. don't. They even said like in interviews and stuff like that. And I went, like I, I said last week, I went to Comic Con. Um, great interviews with the round circle um, tables that they had. Or, um, round tables that they had. Of course, they're circles. <laughs> they are circles. Um, <laughs> tables are circles. I'm sorry, yes. you guys. I'm tired. Um, 
that they even said in there, they're trying to separate it right. as much as possible. Yeah. And it's hard to do when you do have that backdrop, but I think they are going to go in a completely different direction with our expectations. Why play on that? Why have us sitting there going, yeah. okay, this person's going to die, and this person's going to die? Well, to answer your question yeah. with he's doing the first three episodes, and then are we going to see a tunnel shift in the next three episodes? I think we have to. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think you want to, to be mm-hmm. perfectly honest. I think when you have, uh, just like the first episode of The Walking Dead, you can't have a second episode that's the same tone as the very first episode of The Walking yeah. Dead. It just wouldn't work, because it's going from one situation to a completely other situation in one episode. Mm-hmm. This collectively, this season is one episode. Yeah, you need one tone, and then you need another tone because yeah. it needs to drive the story forward. The problem with a lot of shows these days is they try to keep the same tone too long, right. and it just gets totally drawn out, and people aren't buying it. I think if we do have a since we're having a def- different director for the second three episodes, I think that's a great thing. I think you, with this, you've already had the fall. It's how are they going to get through it? I well, it's two other directors that I think are splitting the final three. Even so, even better. I mean, yeah, and, and with the show, like again, we have The Walking Dead to refer to and to compare it to. So I think people want to see something different for the fear of The Walking Dead. They don't want to see the same things over and over because we have over what six seasons of that yeah. for The Walking Dead. So I mean, as as a viewer who's watching it, I want something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want a different tone. I say just in relation to your comment about whether or not it'll change because of the director, I actually disagree with that um, because this is actually this is a very cinematic show and yeah. so many of AMC's shows are very cinematic um, but television is a different world than movies and the director has less sway than you would think. Uh, they and not to diminish them or anything like that. They they obviously a director's work is very important, but it's more in line with the showrunner and what direction you know they want the show as a whole to go. Yeah. And I feel like they have a lot of people to answer to in terms of like the producers right. and showrunners and everything like that. So I don't think that tone wise it'll shift yeah. all that much. I think basically we are just watching the end of the world. Yeah. And I think that's what we're getting for the next six episodes or yeah. for the next however many episodes. Yeah, they, we have. They've mapped it out already and they have a very clear vision as to where the show is gonna go. Well, but I think people are in Greenland, yeah. Yes, yeah. but I think that how we get there, you know, they're letting them be a little bit more creative and stylistic with it. But yeah, they already know we're all on the same page as yeah. okay. We're, this is where this is Bora Bora. How we get on to yeah. the plane to Bora Bora, you know, <laughs> it's up to you. Television, you know, directors are interchangeable. And again, not to diminish them, but like it's just no, a yeah. fact of production. You have to have multiple directors to get stuff done. Yeah. Um, I don't want to move on from this topic yet because it really was the meat of the episode. Yeah. And there's so much at play here. Uh, we have the riots going on. We have yeah. how they start which is through a police officer shooting a homeless person in the face mm-hmm. uh, who is obviously uh, a, de- a walker, but nobody knows that. Um, I think it's interesting that Chris is filming. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be an interesting uh, thing that they'll bring in to the show throughout the season with this character, and it would be it'd be kind of cool to see the final video at the end of the season, and that's how they roll credits, as you're watching the footage that he shot throughout the six episodes. I think that would be a really Mm -hmm. cool thing. But you said something that was a joke, Megan, before the show started. But I actually (laughs) The Walking or Fear the Walking Dead about the family who will do nothing for the betterment of their neighbors. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious, but at the same time it's so on point. We have Travis and Liza and Chris the only reason they're alive is because of the goodness of other people who brought them into there when there's so many other people around that are being left out while these riots are going on. 
Well, at the same time, we have uh, Madison, who knows what's going on. She pulls up to her house. There's a bouncy castle. They're going to throw a party outside in the middle of this. And she doesn't say a thing. Well, she did end up going to talk to her. When Travis drove away, we saw her walk over there, and she said, like, hi. And we don't know exactly what she said, so obviously she wasn't too helpful if this person was still outside later on at night and wasn't being careful. But so who knows how she she probably sugarcoated it, is my guess. I think maybe a a part of that is just... I, I got the sense, especially from Madison, she was just in disbelief the whole episode. She just could not put her mind and grass. I mean, even she sees the principal, he's bloody, he looks crazy, and she's mm-hmm. like, let me help trying you, you know? Him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, trying to, trying, trying to, to help him down him. the stairs, yeah. you know what I mean? So, I think that for her, she was still struggling with believing it, and so, if you are already struggling to believe it, how are you going to tell somebody else, you know, this is this is the truth, this is what's happening? So, I mean, you know, I, I completely agree with you that, yeah, we, we got to see a little bit of that that ambiguity as far yeah. as what's good and, and what's not so good. Mm-hmm. But I think for, for specifically for Travis and Madison, they are just trying to wrap their minds around what's going on. And then they're still one of the few people who know. So they probably think if I try to tell people about this, they're going to think we're insane. They're not mm-hmm. going to believe us. Like yeah, we didn't believe we, we Nick in the beginning. We never saw the conversation when she yeah, walked across we never the saw it. She, so she just, might not have just yeah. been able to vocalize it. Yeah. She might have just been I hope you have fun at the party. Hey, those I'm are great tulips. Yeah, great. She also, she also I, you don't know how much She's seen a few things, right? So mm-hmm. she's she's had to kill with her with a with a fire hydrant she's seen some or a fire uh, <laughs> yeah. fire extinguisher. She's seen some things. She she's had to stuff. kill someone she knew, and she also watched her son run over another guy she knew. So she's seen what's happened. Yeah. But she also doesn't really have any information aside yeah. from that. She can say there's people walking around. I think there's they should be dead, yeah. but they're not. And they are trying to attack you and bite you. She can say that to her daughter, but that's not really very well informed. I think mm-hmm. more than anything, she's terrified. Yeah. She doesn't really know what to do. I did find it surprising that she sees children being attacked across the street and was like, don't go out there. That's the moment. That That is the moment where it's like you have officially turned your back on everyone else except your family and this is the decision that you've made. Right. Mm -hmm. It's so fascinating how quickly they've made, they've kind of shown that people look out for themselves Mm -hmm. more than others. And it's instinctual too. It's instinctual. And this, like, do you think we'll get people teaming up together in this at all? Or do you think it's going to be a lot of betrayal? Well, people team up by necessity in this yeah. show, or historically in this show, but as you said, it's a different show. We do have one more thing we have to talk about, we're a little short on we time. Have, we so, have time. We can take um, some extra time. Okay. Yeah. All right, we can take some extra time. Yeah! <laughs> um, fair enough. Well, then, uh, let's let's talk about them getting into the safe house with Ophelia, Daniel, and Griselia. Uh, Daniel, right? Yes? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, and just what we, what we think about that, and, and what's the role that these three characters they've just met are going to play? It actually reminded me a lot of, um, not that it's a good movie in comparison to its source material, but has anybody seen World War Z? Yes. yes. Um, you know, the only reason Brad Pitt makes it through that entire the movie scarf. is <laughs> spoiler because alert. Because of it's a handsome luck. scarf. Well, for as long as he does, HM, I suppose. It's like 10 bucks. But um, just <laughs> luck and random happenstance. And yeah. he just happens to come across the right people at the right time. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a point where a family lets him into their apartment. Yeah. And that's, you know, what ends up saving the day for a little bit. And that was very reminiscent here because they just happen to be at the right place at the right time with the one family who will probably let them in. So if a zombie apocalypse happens, go to a barbershop. <laughs> That's your first line of defense, a barbershop. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was interesting that even in light of all the crazy stuff, 
that's happening that they would walk in and there would be sort of this like macho pissing contest between him and the other dad for just a minute where there's clearly he's like it's kind of like you're disrespecting me by walking yeah. in here on my family and I'm doing you a solid but you want him to just be like look there's dead people walking around <laughs> yeah, outside I shut know. the shut the door yeah. like he did just kind of walk to the back though yeah. I mean yeah. he did yeah. just like walk well right it was very funny because Travis is like can can we go back there away from the glass window and the guy was like no you stay there yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anything goes through that window it's hitting you first yeah. <laughs> didn't get it at all yeah <laughs> which which I thought was really interesting because again going back to them now all having to just sort of deal with this from a just a human standpoint you know there's i'm sure there's going to be a lot more moments where you're not going to know everybody's motives you know we know that the walkers are the monsters of the show but i think what'll be really interesting to see is the real monsters the people who are still alive mm-hmm. who may seem like they're trying to be helpful and do you that solid but in actuality there's a hidden motive there's something else that's going on there so i mean i completely agree you know with the old man he's like i don't know you right. you could you know this could be an ambush you know you could come in here and try and murder my whole family i mean there's riots going on outside so i think that that's that's an interesting thing, you know. Like they're clashing heads, but I mean, yeah, we we, we have to be on guard at this well, point with everybody, with everything. And it's day one, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. the whole the whole idea that somebody's going to walk in, the the sensibilities that we've learned from zombie movie and survivors, where you believe that anybody at any time could be trying to like cannibalize you or steal your yeah, gas, exactly. or your water. <laughs> Nobody's come around to that point yet. That takes a you know you have to experience some well, tragedy first. And, and you should but put the kid Ellen. in the front more too. I feel like he was just blocking the door, like let us in, and then right. you know Chris is in the back with Liza, and it's like wait, wait a minute, just use that. That might they're friendlier faces right now. But for their own argument, it's it's L A too. People, right. it's like let's be real. It's, it's not like we're squeaky clean over Even here. Even if no. like there weren't riots going on, it's like oh, yeah. well, I don't want to let a stranger into my apartment. No, like, let, me pat, let me pat you down first before I let you in here. But you, you got to also think about character experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watch the show through every character's eyes. So mm-hmm. we think of the characters as a whole sometimes. And if you split them apart, you get this great um, position of argument between Madison and Travis. Because what Travis has experienced is the kindness of neighbors and the kindness of people. What Madison has experienced is one kid telling her how everything's going to hell and how things are going to be attacked. How first they take the banks, then they take the food, then they take the guns. Right. And then she's also shutting off the neighbors and shutting off the people. She hasn't experienced this kindness. She has the principle where she tries to be kind and ends up attacked. So in the future when these two characters are together... They're going to have two very different mentalities exactly. as to how to survive this. And I, we're going to get that argument where somebody's knocking on the door, she's going to want to be like, no, and he's going to be wanting to be like, yes, because that's what saved him. And they're really gearing up these characters to have different experiences to lead us to better options in the future for storytelling. I do think it's interesting also, when we talked just a second about uh, showrunners, writers, and directors, that we have, and they said they wanted to separate the show. So Dave Erickson, who's the other creator, the Sons of Anarchy guy, uh, he was a big producer on Sons of Anarchy, which was obviously a very, very violent and serious show, a show that took itself very seriously. The one thing you can say about the original Walking Dead, the only detractor of that show, would be that it's a bit more disposable as a drama than I think some of the other, like, premier dramas on TV, say the Breaking Bads or the True Detectives of the World, the ones that are up for Emmys and winning all the time. Walking Dead is, like, serialized, so it's really great and it's entertaining and there's a lot, it's a lot of good to it, but I don't think most people wouldn't look at it and say, this should win every Emmy, the performances should all, should win all the writing and directing. Yeah. This is a different show, though. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. have a different show runner. You have Dave Erickson, who, Sons of Anarchy, was a show that took itself a bit more seriously. And as you said, this show might be one where 
maybe these characters do matter in a different way, and they're not just food for zombies, and it yeah. is a human drama, and there's not as much gore. You just don't know what to expect, really. Yeah. Well, I think certain shows, though, in terms of like award-winning items, I think Game of Thrones is really the only one that's been able to break that barrier with anything yeah. that's, that's in that fantasy realm. So both Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead is going to have to do something to that level to get recognition that way and I, I know a lot of people talked about you know Melissa McBride should have been up for stuff last year for her performance but that's going on a little side but, rant for no, yeah I could go off on a little rant about how horror <laughs> as as a genre is generally looked down upon yeah. by a lot of people and by the mm-hmm. academy and like so I could make a whole rant about yeah. that but um, we should but probably we move digress, on yeah. let's, let's, well, we started to touch on Madison a little bit in Tobias yeah. let's just talk through that, that experience at the school a little mm-hmm. bit and, and there's to leave the food behind, and then hurt his. Her, I, I her, hope she put some in his backpack. What was up with? I know you could have carried a box. I mean, after you killed the zombie, you know you should be good. Right. I really hated her react, her interaction yeah. with Tobias, though, because the principal's like attacking her, and the first thing he does is jump in the way to save her, stab him over and over again, then fall down the stairs with him. The principal's attacking him. She's just like She's standing there. What do I do? No, no, this pillow won't let me work. open the notebook, case too no, neatly. Like, let me not work. break it. Pillow. Yes. Oh, I already looked at the pillow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Five minutes later. A lot of people too. We got a lot of comments because we all seem to like her last in the last episode, but a lot of people hated her. And this episode. I still like Kim Dickens an awful yeah. lot as an actress, so it's hard for me to separate completely from that. But I was yelling at her on screen a lot more this episode yeah. than the one before then, and for a whole bunch of reasons that way. So I think it's, I think you know people maybe caught on to that aspect of her character before. But I I like know, seeing I that moment because I felt like it was a real moment. You know, like I, we all have experience with the walkers in a sense so if, if a walker's coming at us okay we know the kill shot is the head but these are people who are experiencing it for the very first time so yeah. our first time experiencing it i'm sure we would we wouldn't know what to do you know we would have that moment like you said it, it would just be us trying to, to grasp what to straw person that she knows yeah this is a close personal friend of hers but alicia even says it in the show she's like Oh, the internet's out the phone lines are out again it's like an earth it's like an earthquake when it happens nobody knows what's going on yeah I'm sorry, but if you live in California and you live with your family, you have a escape plan. If everyone's all over the place, hey guys, we're going to meet here. We're all going to meet here. Except when Travis calls her and they're on the phone. Go like, to the desert. Go to the desert. desert. We'll catch up. Go to the desert. What desert? You're in freaking California, the, one of the Are largest you states. About right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that would have just been too easy, though. Do they have a place in the desert, too? Because that could be, you know, because a lot of people, in Cal- although I don't know how much money they make working at a school in California, but. <laughs> Not much. Do they Especially have. Especially in Los Angeles. You know, some people have a second place in Pasadena or yeah. you know, yeah. something like that. Could, yeah. Is that when they say the desert? Is that yeah. like their place to the go code to, or, word or are, something? Yeah. Or they just they go to the desert? Well, and maybe like they Steven have said, a relative. I going? assume they have a relative in like Palmdale. God, I hope so. <laughs> we, we, like, go to Palm Springs, guys. <laughs> That'd be lovely. We don't know, but we have to assume that you know that the writers are, are smarter than yeah. uh, than us. Like as far as like where this is going, when they say something general like that, I'm sure somebody looks over. I mean, this guy yeah. Marco Ramirez, he has like eight credits or whatever, and he's this is the only episode of the season that he wrote on. Yeah. So you know you have Erickson who's involved, and you have Kirkman, but 
Yeah. I don't think that they would like review the script and be like, well, there's generally going to the desert and that's all it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. It'll be explained I mean, later. I think yeah. that was just For more sure. so to push the story along. They just needed they needed to add some suspense, you know, the, the cell phone going out. I mean, obviously, that's, yeah. that's kind of a cliche move. Um, but yeah, I'm like, you guys can't text. We can't Facebook. You know, right. like, wait, what's what's happening? Again, here? emergency. Yeah, right. Uh, and yeah, the phone lines are going to go down, which coincidentally, one time uh, we were at Horror Nights and my, <laughs> because, because we were at Horror Nights, like, all the circuits were just jammed, and my mom was trying to get a hold of me and was like, "Oh my gosh, this is a disaster." We, which is interesting. Your mom's which, fun too, because she texts everybody that she knows you in the messages. Oh, from. she's in a good Mrs. text. Salinas is adorable. Oh, oh look, the apocalypse <laughs> is trending yeah. on Twitter. Oh, my Twitter's out. I actually do have a place in the desert I can go. But, but that I was just an go inter- home. But, but no, that was an interesting point because you know, like you were saying, it's, it's California earthquake. But I know a lot of people who don't have an escape plan. We mm-hmm. all say that we should prepare. And we we try our little best, and we have our little kits and stuff. But when it comes right down to it, if something like that were to really happen, when stuff really hits so the fan, many people yeah. Yeah, they would hit the heads. fan. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't we wouldn't be prepared. Because like, be you almost have to just bring your kit with you everywhere. Because it's like, yeah, if you have one at home, hopefully you're at home most of the time. Yeah. But what if you're at work? What if you're on site for a job? And then you're screwed. Exactly. Yeah. I actually do know a few people with legit zombie kits, though. <laughs> well, yeah. Now, especially they have the kits on point. But I mean, for so many people. It, it, Earthquake! If the power, you said, with the power went down, we go ballistic. Yeah, and like that kid is only going to take you so far for so long. Yeah. Like, okay, I've got two bottles of water. Yeah, I've got Great, three dude. crackers. Great. Yeah, let's yeah. munch on this for the next and, nine and months. And a little space blanket. Right. Awesome. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's going to save you. Spam. Exactly. You just need spam. Just <laughs> spam keeps spam. forever. So I, well, I, I think I, it's. Oh. oh, I was just going to say, just kind of like going off of that. It was. It was so ominous seeing so many people like putting like tons and tons of water, of water. in their trunks. Yeah. And just, again, because we're in California, yeah. there's a drought. Yeah. There's yeah. going to be Mad Max in a couple months. Uh, like, that's just very ominous. Especially yeah. seeing the cops do yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it's, like, it's like what what you were saying earlier with, um, you know, oh, the thor- authorities would tell us. They're not telling anybody and they're taking all the water. It's an interesting commentary. Serve, right? yeah. It's definitely an interesting commentary mm-hmm. on everything that's gone on the last year or two with, as we said, but the only three black characters die in the first two episodes, and you have cops hoarding the water. Like, whether or not it's supposed to be direct, I'm sure there are bits and pieces of where you're supposed to put it out in the air and we're supposed to take note and think, oh, is this supposed to make us think a little bit? You know? I can't blame the cop, honestly, though. Yeah, the no, cops no, are no. closer to it. They know what's going on. Yeah, and they Hit have the water families. and get out, because yeah. they know what's, they know well, what's a they have family situation. And, too, yeah. and it does make me wonder, because, because, you know, our hero Rick in the other show missed the zombie apocalypse, what would he have been like as as a police officer, if he had been in the thick of it, what would he have done the exact same thing? He was in the thick he, of it. Well, no, he he was in a coma. He slept for the first time. Oh, you mean Rick? Sorry, yeah. I thought you were talking about Shane. Yeah, Sorry. no, yeah. Shane actually did. And he you know, did he, just that. Yeah, and, nuts. And then we see what became of him mm-hmm. and like what it turned him into. So it would be very interesting to see what would have happened had Rick. Would Rick have been the type of police officer to put water in the trunk and leave people? You know, or, Shane did. Yeah. <laughs> you, always, you always wonder about the, the noble male lead character in a yeah. story like this in yeah. a disaster situation because you see all of the general traits out of Travis that are they're synonymous with mm-hmm. characters in this situation. You know, it's very much trying to maintain control, constantly trying to assert himself, trying to be the level-headed logical guy, mm-hmm. right? And it's always just interesting when you see eventually in a crisis situation they're forced to make a decision they don't want to make or they have to kill someone or they have to save someone in this really horrible way. Yeah. And AMC loves their fall from grace stories. Yeah, right. They really do. Well, we noticed, too, a little bit from Travis, he does seem to have slight anger 
issue. And yeah. I wonder if that'll be something that they'll explore. I'm just, or oh, yeah. he's just getting angry because there's yeah. walking, you know, walkers <laughs> all over the place. But I, I wonder if that's not a problem too, because he was very forceful into getting into yeah. the barber shop, and we've seen him on the phone with with Chris, and it's not always incredibly pleasant. I mean, yeah, when going. when his son was arguing with him, his response was, "Okay, fine, keep him." Yeah. Right, right, right. He's, not, he's not a, a great way to deal with problems. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, it'll be very interesting to see when Madison and Travis reunite because she's sort of becoming. She's showing her character as a bit, bit of a weaker character, and he's mm-hmm. showing his that assertive character. They're going to experience this from two different sides. So if they do meet up in the desert, uh, do you guys want to maybe talk about predictions? Wherever the for desert right. Right. Should, we, should we talk about where it's maybe going? <laughs> No, literally. Where are they going? The, where are we going? The Lancaster Mall. I'm going to make the most unlikable prediction <laughs> in ever. In two weeks. Yeah. Oh, Let's hear it. Jump Let's in start with it. Let's start with it. Predictions, go. I think um, within this season, we'll see somebody try to rape Alicia, and I think oh, they're going to no, have. I, I think they're going to have to kill a human, and I think that's going to be another point? step for Nick. Because I think right. Well, no, because if you if you really look at it, The Walking Dead has always been about how humans are The Walking Dead. Yeah. So. Humanity is like really, they're writing, they're doing all sorts of this unlawless stuff. I think to move a character into another place, there's only a few things I can think of with this character set that would cause them to need to kill a human being. Yeah. And I think that's one of them. And I think that could be something that drives the family apart or together in some ways. Because I hate to, I guess, it's the most unlikely no, prediction, but you have, to, you have to take what is happening in the world and how you're going to get the worst of humanity coming yeah. up. Yeah. And yeah. when they're, because right now you look at Atlanta and you look at The Walking Dead, we dealt with that a lot and we dealt with those kind of things, but people were so few and far between. This is a lot of human beings who are not dead yet. All together. And once. there's no real law, there's nothing, and they're going to do whatever they had because all of them know they could die at any minute. Yeah, I would, I would agree. That's, that's a sound prediction. I'll jump in with mine second, and I'm going to say. I believe Ophelia is going to be an integral <laughs> character in the, sh- in, the sh- in the story. I think she's going to be a really, really strong character. I could tell by the way she handled herself in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, her parents, I don't really know how important they're going to be long term, but I think she's going to be a pretty strong character and that Liza's going to die. Those are my two. Yeah. In the next episode, do you think Liza dies? No, no. Liza will have... probably die no, in episode five. five. Yeah, okay. five, he said. He, he put a number gotcha. on it. Um... You know, I I disagree. I hate to to put my money against on the on the live channel, which I know is not a safe a safe <laughs> channel to be on. But I feel like they'll they'll they'll, they'll be some sort of a rekindling or a I'm with re, you. you know maybe you. maybe I not necessarily exactly them it. as cliche as them like kissing and refining that love. But I think that there there will be some moments where they connect a little bit more with Before where Eliza. <laughs> It's totally possible. They could both be true. You're not disagreeing with me at all. I will. I'll let the jury still out on that one. But I think that there will be some sort of reconnecting with Liza, with Chris, and with Travis that could potentially, or probably will, affect his relationship with Madison. Mm -hmm. So I kind of predict that in this 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 period where they are all trapped together, I think that they're going to work through a couple of things and they're going to figure out some things, but ultimately it's going to make them a little bit stronger, a little bit closer together, which could harp up some problems. Do you ship the barber's daughter with Chris? 
Ophelia? Ophelia, yeah. She's too old for him. She's too old for him. I mean, hey, it's the apocalypse. Anything goes at this point. We're seeing the worst of humanity. Yeah. (laughs) You're attractive and single, huh? Sponsored by Subway. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will will say I agree with you 100%. I think the main reason of putting this particular group together, uh, being an ex-wife with her former husband and their son, I think the main reason of doing that is to create romantic tension mm-hmm. to and if not to create romantic tension then to have them at least achieve a mutual respect for one another that they had lost yeah. at the very least um and to create problems, you yeah. know, at worst. Which would make it harder for him, for Travis to choose between the Madison family and the Liza family. What I too. don't know in terms of, like, what direction they're going to go, if they're going to have Travis get back together with, you know, the family that he's trying to make, and then they go on the run, or if both groups have to go on the run separately to try to meet up at this yeah. agreed-upon location. <laughs> Yeah, the desert. desert. <laughs> we don't know. They can they can be split up the entirety of the season. That's yeah. true. I mean, I mean, that could have you know. That's very true, and that they won't come back together for some time. Yeah, yeah, you just don't know. Um, I agree with the rekindling stuff. Um, I'll just make two predictions. One, I don't think they make it to said desert <laughs> in, <laughs> in, this, in this season. And my other one is, if we're going with who's going to die, I feel like. Um, the um, the wife um, um, Ophelia, Ophelia's mom yeah. is going to only because she has not been part of the press, but he has and she has. <laughs> so I yeah. feel like she has prediction. not been in a lot of a. Yeah. Now yeah. maybe that's you know maybe she's doing something else and she can't be there. But I feel like it's such a big show that she would be on there if she was going to be around for a while. My last prediction is that what's his name the kid uh, Frank Delane. Uh, is a huge movie star, and we're watching literally the thing that puts him on the map right now. Uh, Nick, oh, are we talking yeah. about Nick? Uh, Nick. Nick? Yeah, because yeah. he's, yeah, he's Johnny Depp. He's literally he <laughs> has nine credits, and like one of them is is a Harry Potter movie, and then like there's this, and like five other projects in the works. He's li- like we're literally going to remember the first season of Fear the Walking Dead Good. was when the whole world learned about Frank Delane, and two years from now he's going to be starring. So you think in, he's like, going to be killed X-Men off? Yeah, right. Kill me off because I need to be in the X Men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something crazy. Like I that. need to be Wolverine's adversary. He'll be in Need for Speed too. Yeah, or he'll yeah. or he'll just play. Maybe he's going to play Gambit because Shannon Tatum's not in the movie anymore. I don't know. Whoa. Let's get into uh, let's get into sign offs, guys. Yeah. That was a great episode. This yeah. was awesome to do to do Fear the Walking Dead yeah. episode too. So thanks for joining us in the chat, guys. You guys were awesome tonight. Mm-hmm. A lot of great comments and feedback. This was yeah. fun. I feel like we could have talked for and two hours. I want to do a special shout out to Chris Hawkins and um, at John Tarius, I think is how you say it, on Twitter. You guys are awesome. Thank you for using the hashtag. Yeah. If the folks want to find you guys one more time, where can everybody be found? Steven. Hey, you guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X, as well as doing the Graceland After Show and the Strain After Show. Also, uh, check out an interview with Natalie Brown from the Strain tomorrow at 5 p.m. And hit that thumbs up on this video right now. See you guys next week. And you can find me, Kristen Carroll, on Twitter and Instagram, both at KristenCarroll13. And I also just did interviews for Popcorn Talk for uh, the Transporter Refueled, so that was cool. So check those out. I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz and our sister network Popcorn Talk. Uh, and I've also been writing articles for the Movie Chick, Chick with Two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Tons of stuff. Follow me on Twitter to keep up with everything. Hey guys, you can tweet at me Ashley underscore Chapman or Instagram the Ashley Chapman. You can also check me out on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. for the live Narcos After Buzz TV show. 
And I am Ben Bateman. You guys can find me on Ben Bateman Media on Twitter and Instagram. I'm an entertainment, sports, and Magic the Gathering host. And uh, I do <laughs> content for all of them. I, I have, one of the shows I'm doing is on Popcorn Talk. It's an action movie show called Action Movie Anatomy. That streams 1230 on Wednesdays. Check that out on the Popcorn Talk Network. And otherwise, we will see you guys next, next week. week. Same time, same oh, no. place. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. Two Labor Day weekend, two weeks. Guys. Two weeks. Happy Labor Day. Two weeks. Yeah. Labor Happy day. barbecue day. Happy fantasy Each football drafts. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Red, white, and dead. barbecue at Terminus. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> from Mary's cooking. Bye, guys. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. From executive producers... The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.